check out shapeandfoster.com. Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It's a one-stop shop for self-improvement. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling practices and habits to be built. Lifestyle development is about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. One community of actionable insight. Learn from six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind in one unique app. Visit shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey-Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. You know, I like to think of myself as a knowledgeable person when it comes to style. I like to think that over the last two decades, I've learned a thing or two and that I can answer most style questions that come my way. And if I don't know, I at least know how to find the answer. But there are some questions I simply can't answer. And even if I dressed women for a hundred years, I still wouldn't be able to answer. Today, I'm going to share four of those questions and tell you why I can't answer them. But before we get to that, we've got a philosophy segment featuring one of my favorite style quotes, and it actually reminded me of a client I worked with. So it's a little bit philosophy, a little bit lessons from Linda, and it brought up a question I got via email. So it's a little bit office hours as well. So there is a lot packed into that one. Let's get to it. This quote comes from designer Alexander Wang, who said, anyone can get dressed up and glamorous, but it is how people dress in their days off that are the most intriguing. To me, this is the very essence of style and a big part of why I called my business Everyday Style. It's what you wear in the everyday that truly defines your signature style. The challenge is we still think of style as this thing that we put on when there's a reason to get all fancy and glamorous. And obviously lately there haven't been that many reasons to get fancy and glamorous. But even when the world is normal, for most people, 95% of life is lived in the everyday. I remember a Linda I worked with early in my business, and we were shopping for a special event dress. But as we were talking and shopping, she was telling me about how she was really tired of feeling like a frumpy stay-at-home mom. She missed going to work and getting dressed up every day, and she wished that she could wear pretty things again. We knocked out the event dress really quickly and had a lot of time left. So I said, well, let's just shop for some casual stuff. We got her some better jeans, a few tops, and we even got her a cute casual jacket to replace her sweatshirt hoodie. About a month later, she sent me an email with a pic from the event, which I absolutely love getting. But her email was more about how much better she felt every day in better jeans and that cuter jacket. Her email also said this. I don't know why I thought getting dressed was so difficult before. 
I've said a lot on the show that when people say they struggle to get dressed, they don't really mean get dressed. They are perfectly capable of putting on clothes. They mean they struggle to get dressed in a way that makes them feel great. So let's talk for a minute about why getting dressed in a way that made her feel great was really difficult for Linda. I'm going to change the quote a little bit with my apologies to Mr. Wang and say that anyone can get dressed up in glamorous, but it is how people dress in their days off that is the most challenging. Getting dressed for your just regular casual life in a way that makes you feel special and stylish, but not overdone or like you're trying too hard can be really, really hard. And here are three reasons for this. The first one is the importance that we place on it. If you don't value style in your everyday life, the life that goes to the park in the grocery store, you won't prioritize it. You won't buy clothes you love for it. And then you'll wonder why you never look cute for it. I know I'm like a broken record on this one, but you have to buy clothes you love for the way you really live, plain and simple. You'll always struggle with everyday style until you embrace this idea. The second reason is that as you move up the dressiness or formality ladder, the expectations are much more clearly defined. Women who have to wear suits to work rarely struggle with what to wear. They just know they have to wear suits. There are very clear guidelines for them to follow. Business casual is much, much tougher. Casual Fridays is the worst of all. As expectations are relaxed and we have more options, it gets more overwhelming and tougher to put together a look that you love that, again, feels stylish and appropriate and like you're not trying too hard or putting on a costume. Finally, number three, as you move up that dressiness ladder, more and better help is available to you. Every single time I shopped for a special occasion outfit with a client, there were salespeople bringing other options, often really good options. They knew what they were doing. I wasn't nearly as needed in those situations as I was in the casual sections. Often in those areas, we wouldn't see a single salesperson in the fitting room at all. We were really on our own. This is when you have to rely on your personal style, your instinct, what you really love, and your knowledge of dressing yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. This is a skill that most women just need to learn, and that goes back to the importance that you place on it. It all starts there. So if you thought it was actually more difficult to look stylish on your quote-unquote days off than it was when you get dressed for something in particular, you weren't wrong, and that is why. Now, I told you that this quote also brought up an office hours component, and I've gotten a couple of emails from listeners who are starting the search for the perfect wedding dress, and they're not sure what to look for, and they ask for some guidance. Here is my advice to you ladies and anyone who is in the same position, whether it is you, your daughter, your sister, for a lot of women, Their wedding dress is the dressiest, most glamorous thing they will ever wear, which means the people in the stores are actually really, really good at helping you. I know there are exceptions. There always are. But for the most part, those ladies, those sales ladies and men, they know what they're doing. Go into it with an open mind and let them make suggestions. Bring your your personal style into it, of course, but let them suggest styles for your body. Wedding dresses are so different from what we wear 
in real life that you might be really surprised. A lot of women walk out of a wedding dress shop in a dress that is completely different than what they thought they were going to love. Let the pros help and spend your energies finding great honeymoon clothes or a great bridal shower outfit. Those are the things that are going to need more effort from you. When we come back, I'm going to share four questions that I simply cannot answer. Today's show is also brought to you by Ebby, a seamless underwear membership co-founded by actress and entrepreneur Sofia Vergara. With an Ebby membership, it's easy to keep your underwear drawer fresh and updated. You never even have to think about it. Ebby underwear are seamless, effortless, and smooth. Their secret is the no-slip grip that keeps your undies in place and ensures no visible panty lines ever. These seamless panties form to your body like a second skin. You might even ask yourself, am I even wearing underwear? There's also a cotton lining to keep your lady parts healthy. Ebby offers sizes extra small to 4X, and they come in six styles, which means everybody can find the right underwear for their body. Your Ebby membership helps empower women by financing microloans for women around the world. 10% of all proceeds fund these business loans to help women transform their lives. With an Ebby membership, you'll have access to member perks like free shipping and limited edition prints. So what are you waiting for? Underwear is essential. Women empowering each other is essential. With Ebby, underwear and empowerment are the perfect pair. Go to joinebby.com and use code STYLE20 to take 20% off of your first order. That's joineby.com and use code STYLE20 for 20% off of your first purchase. Let's chat about some unanswerable questions, shall we? Unfortunately, if I were putting together a list of the top 10 questions I get asked, these would all be on it. In fact, they'd all be pretty close to the top, which means that women are frequently asking questions that there are no answers to. I get that that is really frustrating. And a lot of times when I tell women, I can't tell you that, I can't answer that. I feel like it's a cop-out, but it's not. Today, I'm going to share those four unanswerable questions that I hear most often, and I'm going to tell you why I can't answer them, as well as how to find the answers for yourself. The first question I can't answer is, is fill in the blank worth it? I've heard, are hunter boots worth it? Is it worth it to get these pants altered? Is premium denim worth the money? And probably a hundred more, is it worth it questions? And I could absolutely answer all of these for myself, but I can't answer those questions for anybody else. When people ask this question, they think they're asking about price, but they're not. They're asking about value, and value is highly personal. I've talked about this before, but in case you haven't heard it, price and value are not the same thing. In fact, they have very little to do with each other. Price is a relationship between the boots or the jeans and the store or the pants and the tailor. It's an objective number that has very little to do with you. Value is the relationship between the item and you or the service, the pants and you. It has very little to do with the price. Let's take those Hunter boots, for example, and just for easy math, let's say they cost $100. If you live in a place where you need rain boots and hunter boots are your style and they would make every outfit you own feel so very fabulous, they are probably worth it to you. On the other hand, if you live in the desert and can't stand the way tall boots look on you, a hundred dollar investment 
probably wouldn't be worth it to you. It's the same price. It's the same boots, but the relationship, the value is completely different. Every single time you want to ask, is it worth it about any purchase? You have to add the words to me right now to the question. So how do you decide if something is worth it to you right now? First and foremost, ask yourself, can I afford it? If you can't afford it and you don't really need it, the answer to is it worth it to me right now is simply no, put it back. Second, ask yourself, do I love it? Clothes that you are ambivalent about, regardless of price, are never worth it. Pants you wouldn't wear, even if they were hemmed to the perfect length, aren't worth getting tailored. Finally, ask yourself, how long or how often would I wear this? A big part of value or worth comes from utility, the ability to actually use something. $100 leggings that you wear two to three times a week are a much better value than $50 jeans you wear once a month. Focus on building a wardrobe based on value, not just price. And a valuable wardrobe is one filled with clothes that you love and can actually wear. The second question I can't answer is, can I wear fill in the blank? Variations on this question are things like, can a pair wear skinny jeans? Am I too old to wear distressed jeans? Can I wear yellow? Here's why I can't answer, can I wear fill in the blank questions? Because you're not really asking if you can wear something. It's just like the people who tell me they don't have time to get dressed. They're never naked. What they're saying is they don't have time to get dressed in a way that makes them feel great, just like we talked about earlier. When you ask, can I wear that? The simple answer is yes, of course. If you can put it on your body, you can wear it. So that's not what the question is about. The question is really asking, will I like the way I look and feel in that? And that one, nobody but you can answer. Let's take turtlenecks as an example. Can I wear turtlenecks? Yes, I am able to put one on my body so I can wear turtlenecks. Will I like how I look and feel in a turtleneck? No, not one time, not ever, not under any circumstances. So can a pair wear skinny jeans? Sure, lots of pairs do. I've seen it with my eyes, so I know it's possible. Will you as a pair like the way you look and feel in skinny jeans? That one I can't tell you. Same with a woman in her 60s in distressed jeans. You absolutely can put them on your body. Again, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've even facilitated that event happening. But will you feel like a bad mamma jamma or will you feel like a fraud who is trying too hard? That's the part only you can answer because both of those responses are valid. They're both true. Some women in their 60s feel fabulous and confident in edgier jeans, and some women feel like they just raided their daughter's closet. So how do you find the answer to the can I wear that question, or more accurately, will I like how I look and feel in that? Easy. You put it on your body and you ask yourself, do I like this on me? Do I like the way I look and feel in this? If you want to shorten that process and not have to put every single thing on your body, you learn the principles of dressing yourself. You figure out your signature style. You find your best colors. You figure out the principles of dressing your body shape. Those things make it easier to know before you put every single thing on your body if you're likely to feel good in it. Over the years, I've encountered a lot of women who 
don't want to go through that process of trying every single thing, but they also don't want to go through the process of learning the skills. It's kind of like they're waiting for this sort of inherent knowing to come down on them. And if that's you, if you find yourself not wanting to try things, but also not wanting to invest the time in figuring it out, stop waiting. That isn't going to happen. I think this happens, again, because a lot of women believe that style should be in our female DNA, and therefore it isn't a skill we have to learn. But it is. It's something you develop by learning the principles and then practicing over and over and over. And if you think, well, I've tried lots of different tops and I still don't know, then you need to keep trying lots of different tops until you put those pieces together of what you like on you. The third unanswerable question is, where can I find fill in the blank? Now, this one is a little tricky because there are some questions I can absolutely answer, like where can I find Rothy's or where can I find Alomi bras? Objective questions like that I can answer, usually via Google, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the subjective where can I find questions. The three big ones I get are where can I find good jeans, where can I find comfortable shoes, and where can I find clothes for my shape? Let's talk about the jeans first. This question gets asked a lot, usually in the fall, and people always have a lot of recommendations, which is great, but they're giving recommendations based on what works for them. Someone will ask what brand of jeans they should buy, and someone else will say, NYDJ is amazing, and they are 100% right. NYDJ make amazing jeans for some people. For others, they're terrible. Finding the best jeans for you means finding jeans that are a great fit for your body, your butt, and your budget. And within the combination of those three things, there are thousands of options. Some people swear by Old Navy jeans. To me, they are a denim dumpster fire. I can't stand them. So you can take recommendations from people all day long, as long as you realize they're telling you what works for them and nothing beyond that. They're not telling you how it's going to work for you. If you want to use that information as a starting point, fantastic. But just realize you're going to have to put in a lot more work to find jeans that are great for you. On this one, I recommend going to a place that sells a lot of different brands and styles so you can compare more easily. Where can I find comfortable shoes is kind of the same as jeans, but kind of not. The difference is that there are comfortable shoes and then there are comfort shoes. Comfort shoes is an objective category. These are shoes that were designed with comfort and proper foot alignment in mind. They are a technical category. These are brands like Dansko, Birkenstock, Abeo, Vionic, Terran Rose, that sort of thing. Comfortable shoes, on the other hand, is a completely subjective category that simply means what shoes will feel good on my feet. No one can answer that one for you but you. I remember years ago, someone in my Facebook group asked where she could find comfortable work flats. And a few ladies were raving about the Katie and Kelly brand from DSW. And at the time, I actually needed a new pair of dressier flats. So I was in DSW. I thought I'd give them a try. They hurt my feet so badly that I have never even tried on another pair of, of Katie and Kelly's. They were miserable for me, even though lots of women said they were the most comfortable shoes ever. 
Comfortable shoes are about finding shoes that by chance work with your foot shape, your arch, the way you walk, the way you stand, where that vamp of the shoe hits your big toe. You know, if it hits in the wrong place, it's absolutely miserably painful. Nobody can answer those things except you by putting your feet in them. So if you want to find technical comfort shoes, if you've got tricky feet, if you are on a, you know, first name basis with your podiatrist, that is something you can Google and you can find. But if you want to find comfortable shoes, you need to put them on your feet and start looking for brands that consistently work for you. The third, where can I find question is where can I find clothes for my body shape? And honestly, you guys, I get this one a ton. How easy would it be if there was an hourglass store or a pear store or an apple store? I mean, I guess that one does exist, but they don't sell jeans that fit my body well. Unfortunately, this isn't how stores work. Almost every store sells clothes for every body shape. You just got to know how to find the individual pieces. You may find some stores whose tops are consistently cut better for your narrow shoulders or brands that tend to do a lot of your favorite neckline, but there isn't a list of stores that specifically sell to certain body types. This again comes back to trial and error and learning what works for you. You got to do the work. The last unanswerable question I get is, will fill in the blank still be in style next year? I also get, will fill in the blank come back in style? For real, if I could see the future, I would see myself right into a ginormous lottery win and a house on the beach on an island somewhere. I would not be using that superpower to tell you if Rawhem jeans will still be a thing in 2022. I simply don't know. I get this question a lot around capsule guide time, and women are hesitant to buy something because they're afraid that they will look so last year, next year, and it will have been a dumb investment. Here's what I say to them and what I will tell you now too. Never buy anything because it's in style right now. Buy it because you love it and you'll want to wear it next year regardless of if it's everywhere or not. Also, this goes back to the difference between trends and fads. If you are still concerned about buying things because they're going to be out next year, I really encourage you to listen to my episodes, The Truth About Trends and Are Skinny Jeans Still in Style? Both of those will hopefully put this idea of you're either in or you're out, sorry, Heidi Klum, to rest. I will link to both in the show notes. For the question, will fill in the blank come back in style? My answer is, well, probably, but do you really want to hang on to those things just in case? And will you want to wear them if they do? If fashion trends repeat every 25 years or so, do you want to lug around all that stuff for two to three decades? And will you still be the same person with the same style then? I got a half-joking email last summer from one of the first clients I worked with when I started my business in 2012. So, you know, eight years later, we had decimated her shoe collection in a very memorable way. And a pair that I admittedly encouraged her to get rid of were those black platform, um, kind of a slippery nylon material uh, platform sandal they were by Steve Madden. 
we were all wearing those back in like 1995. They were in rough shape. And in 2012, they did not look current because they were almost 20 years old. She never wore them and they were no longer her style. So I encouraged her to say goodbye to them. This Linda had a really hard time parting with anything. So I'm sure she remembered every piece we got rid of with absolute clarity. Anyway, this summer she emailed me with the subject line, remember those shoes you wouldn't let me keep. And it included a link to the Steve Madden's iconic slides that had just been re-released actually the year before. I know you know the shoes I'm talking about. I'll link to them in the show notes so you can see. Anyway, she said, it turns out I should have kept them with a little winky emoji, which is how I knew she was kidding, at least partially. Let me say this, first of all, it is rare that an item comes back in the exact same way. Usually when things come back, it's a trend reinterpreted, which just makes the things that you've been hanging on to look even more dated, like, ooh, so close, but not quite. But these shoes admittedly came back in exactly the same way. But they looked silly on her back in 2012 because she wasn't a 19-year-old girl in trendy shoes at that point. She was a 30-something stay-at-home mom in dated, shabby shoes. So we let them go. Last year, she would have been a 40-something stay-at-home mom in trendy, shabby shoes. Time didn't make those shoes any better for her. Now, if you've got super high-end designer things you can still wear and that you still love, you should absolutely hang on to them. I'm talking real investment pieces. I'm talking your Chanel, your Gucci, your Prada. Those will always be in style. They will come back in a trend and they will hold their value. But anything you bought at Macy's, you can let go of comfortably. No offense, Macy's. It is highly unlikely that those things will stand the test of time or that you'll be the same person if and when they come back around. That's all I've got for you today. Your homework is to think about your everyday style. Is it as fabulous as you'd like it to be? If not, what's one little change you can make to make how you look on your days off a little more intriguing, as Alexander Wang would say? We will be back next week with an episode on finding your best colors. This is an episode you will not want to miss. But first, head over to our website to youreverydaystyle.com to get a sneak peek at what our guest expert will be talking about. She's got a blog post up on there, which is fantastic. This is going to be a good one, and I can't wait for it. I will see you then. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.